No excuses. Play like a champion. No excuses. This is Irrational Confidence, a conversation about sports, technology, and entertainment. I'm sore, bro. I bet you're sore. Very sore. Um... But before we um, get into how sore you are and why you're so sore, okay, um, I got some things that we're not going to talk about tonight. Okay, what are we not going to talk Just about? Just to get it right out there and right in, on Front Street. Right on Front Street. Okay, we're, we're putting these topics on blast. Okay. Okay. Uh, no Red Sox news. No, no, no Red Sox. No. Okay. Not oh. even, not even Red Sox signings. Not even Red Sox signings. I have some some pre Red Sox news. Is it just because you're just kind of like over baseball and you don't want to think about it right now or you're not happy with the signings? I, I don't know what to think about them. Okay, so, so you're reserving. You want to give yourself time to percolate. Yeah, I'm, I need to percolate. Okay. I will only say that they have scheduled a press conference for tomorrow at 1 p.m. Mm. Other than that, I have no Red Sox news. None whatsoever. Literally, uh, it, you, you could just tell today uh, that ESPN was just giddy with excitement because oh, yeah. I was I was getting my hair cut and they had ESPN on in the background. And literally, like the entire time my hair was cut, they were talking about the Red Sox and this trade stuff. So they're just like so excited to finally have something Red Sox to talk about because they literally spent 25 minutes on SportsCenter talking about Red Sox. Yeah, the, it. The interwebs are a fire. Yes. So there you um, go. So no Red Sox. Just as promised, we're not talking about Red Sox. Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about the Ferguson grand jury. Right. Right. We're going to let those that uh, be left up to people that are smarter than we are. Yep. And care uh, more. And care more about well, stupid <laughs> things that probably shouldn't have gone to trial. Let's 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 not get ahead of ourselves. Okay. Uh, as far as who's smarter than who, um, <laughs> but but we're not going to talk about it. Gotcha. Um, and uh, we're not going to talk about glazed donuts. Oh, uh, no, we are not going to talk about glazed donuts. No, no glazed donuts. Not today. That was that was another episode. That was another time. We're different people. And yeah, we, uh, we live in a different world this than, is a different five world. Minute, than five minutes ago. <laughs> uh, but well, one thing that we do need to talk about is why you're so sore. I'm sore because I ran 16.2 miles in two days. Now, why in God's name would you do this? <laughs> I don't know. Just to, just to say I could do it. Just to prove to myself that I could be done. Well, you proved it. Uh, it was fun. I ran uh, three miles, 3.1 miles with friend of the show, Katie from Chesapeake, mm-hmm. on Saturday. And then I went back for more punishment and ran 13.1 with friend of the show, Beth, from Jersey. You, you people Jer- are insane. Jersey by way of Moyoc. Uh <laughs> So, uh, yeah, 13.1 on Sunday, and then uh, drank a lot of beer, and ate a really bad-for-me uh, fried chicken sausage gravy biscuit. Oh, my God, that sounds amazing. Afterwards, it was excellent. Oh, that sounds awesome. So, yeah, so I'm a little sore, but I survived, and uh, I'm a better man. You did survive. I saw the pictures that proved it. You did. I did survive. You know, you will appreciate, uh, although we didn't end up doing it, but we we did run by a Taco Bell, <laughs> and and Beth said, uh, do you want to go live Moss? <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, thank you. Of course I do. What? Uh, we were probably at that point about, 
uh, eight or nine miles into it, so I was not wanting to live moss at that point. Oh, no, you don't want to live moss and run. No, that's, <laughs> that's bad juju. Uh, we also ran by um, historical landmark Dumars in Norfolk. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Dumars. I have not. What is that? It is, ooh, it is a famous uh, drive-in, drive-up, uh, car hop kind of place oh. in downtown Norfolk. They, uh, you know, they they don't come out in uh, roller skates, but they come out and they, they, you can go inside. It's like a diner thing, but they, the big thing is you just pull your car up and they set up like a tray on your um, side of your car. And mm-hmm. uh, burgers and malts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we were, Beth was hopeful that they were going to be outside with waffle cones, but it wasn't the case. I love a burger in the car. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so uh, moving on, moving right so along. So you ran. Uh, we got a lot to go through tonight. We do have a lot to a get lot. through. It's a good thing we didn't spend any time mm. talking about Red Sox. Mm-mm. So Nobody what have we got? About that. What have we got first? Uh, so I've, we we got some games news and stuff. Okay. News in stuff. Uh, I got some follow up on some games we talked about before. Okay. Um, so there is a podcast. Uh, it's uh, the podcast name is Virtual, and it's all about games and stuff. Episode thirteen, which aired two weeks ago, last week I can't remember. Uh, they talk with the maker of Space Age. And uh, it's really good. I've only listened to half of it because they give a spoiler alert about some later stuff. So I stopped listening. But the first half of it's really good. I downloaded Space Age. It's good. But I'm stuck on level uh, 12. It's good. It's good. I, I like it. It's a little it's definitely a slow burn. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to get into it. I'll tell you what I love about it is the music. The music uh, is great. On my Bose Quiet Comfort three noise canceling headphones they sound beautiful oh yeah so i i uh and they, they do tell you that they were they recommend surround headphones yeah uh, I, the, I like games that that put some effort into the sound yeah and uh our next game does that as well <laughs> nice uh, tra- nice transition so uh in the same podcast network but a different show uh inquisitive and uh this is episode 14 they talk with the creator of uh, monument valley about the new levels and all that um, this is also a really good episode. It also, uh, they give a spoiler warning, but it's not very spoilery. So you can just listen right through it. And, um, uh, I've finished Monument Valley, uh, except for something that I think you're going to talk about later on. Um, uh, but I finished, uh, all of the regular game of Monument Valley and all of Forgotten Shores, except for the last level, which is hard as crap. So, um, so I'm still it's working good. on it. It's but. good that with everything you've got going on in your life, you, you find time for, for these games. Yep. Uh, it's, I'm, a, um, I'm a very it's, busy gentleman. It's a test. It's a testament to the priorities that you've set and the examples that you set for your daughter. Um, That's right. It's, it's, it's just, uh, I'm, I'm, a, not, I'm a role model. You are. And it's, uh, it's good to see that there are still people in this world that, that set the right priorities in life. That's right. Some of so. us have to have to do it. So good on you. Yep. That's me. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, speaking of that sort of like uh, the, not so much Monument Valley, but Space Age, the, the point and click kind of adventure game. Um, there is a new Kickstarter for a game called Thimbleweed Park. Uh, it is, in their words, a new classic point and shoot adventure. And it's uh, a la Monkey Island, uh, the Indiana Jones game that I was talking about before. The, the game Full Throttle. Did you ever play Full Throttle? 
Uh, no, like but I remember it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed Monkey Island. All those great like Lucas Arts point and click games. Yeah, and so this is called Thimbleweed Park. Thimbleweed. Is this Park. the is this the detective thing that you had me read? Um, no, that was different. There I was some. I don't there was that. some. There was some game that you sent me. I thought it was on Kickstarter. It's probably this one. Yeah. Okay. That they were like they were solving a mystery and you had to click on it. I think that's this one, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. Sorry. Sorry. Spoiler, um, spoiler alert. You spoiled it. <laughs> um, this is... Um, it's going to be a game kind of like that. They're, they're getting the funding for it through Kickstarter, and then they're going to finish the development of it and release it. The um, lowest tier where you get a copy of the game is $20, uh, which isn't bad for one of these type of games. Um, uh, back in the day, we would spend... I, I don't remember how much those games were. 20 30 bucks on... PC, I don't remember. With like eight floppy disks, or yeah, like with, three and a half, the three and a half inch. Right. Discs. You either yeah. had like like twenty uh, five inch floppies, or like ten. Please insert disc four of seven. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's true. You know what I'm talking about? Like Dark Forces was like seriously <laughs> like four discs. Or if you got heaven forbid, you got like Wing Commander or one of the Star Wars Tie Fighter games. Oh, love or that. a big like a big flight simulator that had all like the scenery discs and stuff. Oh my god, those things were huge. Can we? Th- Star Wars Tie Fighter was one of the greatest games ever. I, made. I'll, I'll pour one out for Star Wars Tie Fighter. It, I think, because it was just one of the first. I mean, all those games that had kind of come out, you know, like Star Wars and all of the like, where you Wing Commander, where you're, you know, part of like whatever the rebellion or the good guys. Like it was just so cool that finally you could, wow, you could be the bad guy and. Yeah. You know, not just in a game where you had that option, but like that was the game is that this you are buying this game knowing that you are the sole purpose is to be evil and to be part of the Sith and to kill rebels. And like, I just thought that was so cool as a, I don't know, eight, 10 year old, whatever, when it came out. I just thought that was awesome. And I had so much fun playing it as the bad guy, like getting in all the. The TIE Fighters and on all the, the different machinery and, you know, around the Death Star and, and like hanging out and chilling with the Emperor and getting cool tattoos. And <laughs> it was uh, uh, the game was so good. It was it was just really cool. I just thought that was just totally that was a different kind of game than had ever come out at that point where you were just like, here, you're the bad guy. Go. It was and and the storyline of it was so good. Mm hmm. It was, oh, it was just such a great game. Love that game. Played the crap out of that game. Um, so back to this game that's probably, if we're being completely honest, probably not gonna be as good as Tie Fighter. But uh, but uh, looks like it's gonna be a good game. Um, if you back it with twenty dollars or more, you do get a copy of the game for Windows, Mac, or Linux. Um, and that's my only problem is that I don't really play games on my Mac. Right, but. But if they make the stretch goal of five hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, they're going to release on iOS and Android too. And oh, okay. at this point, um, so some people donate so I can get the stretch goal. Exactly. Um, as of earlier this afternoon, uh, well, still they have twenty-three days to go. As of earlier this afternoon, they had just over three hundred eighty thousand dollars, and their goal is three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. So they're going to get funded. The, the only question now is, do they meet those stretch goals in the next 23 days? And I mean, that's a, that's a lot of time to, you know, less than double their, their amount. So I think they probably will hit it. So, oh, good for them. Yeah. It looks good. It looks really good. And I, I'm going to back it cause I definitely want to play it. So, uh, 
random thing, I guess it's not random because it's it re- it's relevant to Kickstarter and the games discussion we're having, but I saw something uh, today where there was a Kickstarter project, I think it was, they were in Canada or something, um, <laughs> where this, uh, it was called Bloodsport, uh-huh. so not the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie of the same name, oh. uh, but apparently it's a, a controller like a video game controller that's designed like when you're playing, I guess, like Call of Duty games or whatever kind of soldier games. And you actually if you or I guess any kind of game where you're like a first person shooter where mm-hmm. you lose if you lose blood, then it it actually like pricks you and what? You, and you donate blood like into some of these reservoir th- like there's some like reservoir thing what? that's attached into the sterile thing that attaches to it. And then so every time you actually like lose blood on the game you lose blood in real life how is that legal in well it, well it was pull, it was like pulled off a of kickstarter okay. and, and, and it's pending it was like <laughs> like which blood donation service is ever going to take that blood it's like, <laughs> crazy but like instead of oh. like it you know how it rumbles like it vibrates so instead of like the vibrate it'll actually like prick, no, your, takes prick your, your finger blood. and takes your blood so i mean it's an interesting idea don't get me wrong yeah but Flawed in many ways. Flawed in quite a few ways. Uh, anyway, continue, my friend. Um, so Thimbleweed Park, it looks good. Uh, we will no doubt um, talk about it more as it gets closer to being funded and as we get copies of the games. Um, the uh, other bit of game news, uh, Tetris. We t- I think I talked about it before, how it, after updating to iOS 8, it was completely broken. It wouldn't even launch. Well, they finally updated it for iPhone 6 and 6 Plus and for iOS 8. Uh, but uh, I haven't had time to play it yet, so... <laughs> I can't really report on how well it works, but they did update it. So, so there's that. I haven't had time to play it. I've been playing uh, Monument Valley and Space Age too much. All right. Yeah. So. All right. Oh, you had uh, you had some game news. Oh yeah. So yeah. Uh, the new uh, Game of Thrones game. Yeah. Tell me from, about this from Telltale. So uh, it's a it's gonna be a six episode series. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks pretty interesting. This is, you know, Telltale Games. They've gotten a lot of uh, good press and reviews from some of their other games, and kind of in kind of the same uh, universe, and, or in terms of their graphics and how they tell their story. Uh, they did a Walking Dead game, um, and I think some of those oh, are actually right. adapted to uh, like the like Xbox and PlayStation, I believe, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they also, I think, they did. They were the ones behind the that is Back to the Future games. I okay. want to say. Maybe I think so. Yeah, I think I, it's that same kind of like graphics um, uh, scope. So I think it's going to be kind of in the vein and, and similar to those Back to the Future games. Which, if I had to be honest, like I played the first one, I wasn't like super into it. But um, I, I'm intrigued by you know by the Game of Thrones games. It's just a, it's a cool. I mean, obviously that world is very interesting, uh, and the opportunity to play multiple different characters within that, you know, it's kind of intriguing. Mm-hmm, definitely. So we'll look for that. Uh, it doesn't tell us when. It doesn't tell us exactly when it'll come out. But I, if I had to venture a guess, I would say maybe around the time that uh, the first or the next season's going to premiere, which is usually end of March. Okay, so sometime later spring. I would think so. I mean, that that would kind of make sense. Uh, simply, you know, to try to bump up publicity and stuff as as the the season's about to kick off, right? You know, this is kind of like. This is kind of the downtime, the off season, um, so they may wait. I don't doesn't really see. Oh, here we go. Oh no, wait. Oh, it tells you here. 
uh, Game of Thrones is expected that it's so this story takes place near the end of season three of the HBO adaptation mm-hmm. and just before the beginning of season five. Okay. It, fo- it follows House Forrester, whose loyalty lies with the Starks in the North. Wow. Mm. Okay. Alrighty then. So look for look for more on uh, Telltale's Game of Thrones uh, game. Yeah. So there you Do go. we know what that's gonna? Is it gonna be on iOS or? Uh, you know what? I don't. Or do we know. not know that yet? Um. Well, I think it. It sounded like it was gonna be an iOS game, but like I said, I'm. I'm pretty sure. I know. I saw that they had released it for for uh, Xbox too so they may be looking to release it for some of maybe the next generation systems. Oh, okay. Um so I will uh, I will look into that as I get more information and we'll report back. Awesome. So that's the end of our games. Games are over. Stop playing. Boom, done. No more games. No more games for you. Uh television. Television. So some breaking news. Yes. Uh so breaking news coming up at you right now. So, breaking news just tonight, we have three more confirmations. I know they kind of been battled back and forth um, that they're possibly going to confirm it, but we've got three new confirmations for t- Season 2 of True Detective. Rachel McAdams, Taylor Kitsch, and Kelly Riley confirmed. Kelly Riley. Uh, uh, I don't yeah. know who that is. I don't know either, but... Okay, here's the article. I see her picture, and I still don't know who that is. Yeah, not sure who Kelly Riley is. Uh, Hmm. But there you go. There's three characters right there. Kelly Riley plays the wife, plays a D-list actress. Uh, Taylor Kitsch is a war veteran and motorcycle officer. Mm -hmm. Rachel McAdams is a sheriff's detective. Mm. She could arrest me. Whose uncompromising ethics put her at odds with others in the system. And... Oh, she plays, so Kelly Riley's going to play Vince Vaughn's wife. Oh, okay. So, there you go. Uh, cool. So there, there you go, True Detective, boom. Awesome. And uh, while we're talking about HBO shows, uh, I know you're pretty excited that Westworld was uh, given a series order I'm by HBO. I'm super excited. Westworld, series order. Uh, we talked about this. This is the crazy robot future story. Exactly, crazy robot future. Uh, check out this cast: Anthony Hopkins, Ed Harris, mm-hmm. James Marsden, Evan Rachel Wood. All sounds so good. Oh, oh, I love Evan Rachel Wood. She's so good. Um, so uh, they describe it as a dark odyssey about the dawn of artificial consciousness and the future of mm. sin, which sounds super cool. Um, uh, it was. It's also co-written and directed by Jonathan Nolan, uh, brother okay. of friend of the show Christopher Nolan, and uh, it just plot, otherwise known as plot hole Nolan. Plot hole Nolan. Uh, <laughs> um, but I'm super excited and like the movie, as much as I love the movie, the movie is not good. It's a really crap movie. And so I'm hoping that they take the story and, and do good, do good things with it that they really didn't do in the movie. Take the best of it, right? Take, take the, the best, best of, of it, take right? the best of the crap, the best of the crap and, and, and make it better. There you go. Oh, I don't know if that's the same lady. Kelly Riley was in that stupid show Black Box. Never heard of that. Yeah, it's because it was on for like five or six episodes on ABC, and it was. Oh, please don't let that be her, because she looks really weird. Yes, it is. Uh, that's not good. Yeah, so the show Black Box. I think I talked about it once or twice. I might have talked about it on the on the TV shows. 
it was this retard balls show on ABC about a schizophrenic uh, psychologist that her her last name was Black, and she would like go out at night and be a different person. She'd be oh, like, I think I remember you talking about this. It was it was stupid, and she looks weird. She, her eyes, I don't know. She always wears like way too much eyeshadow, and I don't know. <laughs> Her, I don't know. Her face is like different. She looks like she's had a mini stroke, and I and I'm, I mean that in the nicest way possible, I mean that in the best possible way. <laughs> uh, terrible. That's so terrible. anyway. Yeah, that's her, and she's married to Vince Vaughn. So good for you, Vince Vaughn. Uh, okay, cool. You get mini stroke, Riley. Uh, she was Mary Watson in Sherlock Holmes, in the movie Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Yes. So, and in the. Uh, Sequel. She is uh, from the UK. Good for her. Boom. Alrighty. So, oh, I'm, I'm uh, now we're now we're in the UK. God, these transitions are just like so easy to know. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, we're bringing something across the pond. <laughs> Luther. So we have learned nothing. Fox, I'm, I'm Fox right now. We I have really hope they don't Grace Point this. We have learned nothing from Grace Point. And uh, we're going to bring Luther over from the pond, and we're going to destroy that beautiful show that is on Netflix that everyone should watch that's really good. Uh, and it's going to absolutely destroy it and put it on Fox just like they're doing at Grace Point, well, which you know, was Broadchurch, right? I had, I had you know, high hopes because uh, Idris Elba is going to be an executive producer. Love Idris Elba. Uh, Neil Cross is... Friend is, of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the Idris show, Elba. Idris Elba, is going to be an executive producer. Uh Neil Cross is a big part of it. He's going to be producing it. And he's the guy that created the show in the UK and, and produced it there. But, I mean, that's basically the exact same situation when they brought Broadchurch over. It was the same creator, and it went, and they had David right. Tennant, and they just screwed it up. But we do have some hope. We have some hope. And that hope is that Neil Cross and Idris Elba are also doing a two-part miniseries of actual real British Luther uh, starting filming in March for BBC America. So we do get more real Luther, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I need to keep watching. I stopped watching Luther for no good reason. Um, and especially now that I know Ruth Wilson is mm. the beautiful woman that she is from the affair. Mm. Um, I need to I need to get back into Luther. It's got to happen. I really, I, as much as I love her in the affair... I love her more in Luther because she's so devious and just yeah, oh, twisted, twi- yeah, totally just, twisted. Oh, yeah. So it, to to I mean, that shows how good an actress she is that she can play such amazingly different characters and play them really well. And it's just oh, that really fan. good. Big fan of her. We both huge are. fan. Uh, okay, so we've got um, some uh, TV, so a movie, or as it were that is going to be adapted into another TV. So FX yes. is kind of taking the model, the Fargo model and that they, that they, you know, kind of hit, hit on last year and did so well. I mean, obviously that, that show, you know, just killed it. It really uh, did. So there's, so they put the feelers out there and they came back with from hell, from hell. Have you read the graphic novel? I've not read the graphic novel, Ooh. but I've watched the movie a few times. And uh, mo- most recently it was, it was a couple years ago when we got back from, London and we after we did that Jack the Ripper tour mm. and then we wanted to watch like give me all the Jack the Ripper 
So we watched From Hell. And That's it was, something you don't hear every day. <laughs> <laughs> give me all the Ripper. Give me all the Ripper. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, my including, first, including uh, Jesse and the Rippers. Jesse and the Rippers. That's right. Um, yes. I watched the movie before I read the the graphic novel, and I love the movie. I think it's really good. I think mm-hmm. it's very uh, underrated. And yeah. I was reading a thing, and I didn't realize this. It came out like the month after nine eleven, and so mm-hmm. nobody went to see it because yeah. nobody was in the mood to go to the movies. But it's it's very underrated. I think it's a really good movie. Um, but then I I read the graphic novel, and there's so much more to it. Um, that they mm. just couldn't put in a two-hour movie. There's just no way. Um, and, and I think they did a good job of taking the essence out, but like the graphic novel is, first of all, if you get it as a graphic novel and not as the individual comics, it's enormous. It's absolutely, it's, it's got to be like almost three inches thick. Uh, that's what she said. But um, So are they developed, so they're looking more to the graphic novel? For- yeah. Than than the movie for uh, you know development or or yeah exactly ad- adaptation exactly yeah they're trying they're gonna do it as a as a longer series so that they can get more of that content from the graphic novel into the series which I think is gonna be great I'm intrigued I'm, I'm intrigued super intrigued did you ever gosh I forget there was this movie I guess I don't know if it was the if it was the time machine or there was some movie with the time machine where the guy went back to Jack the Ripper or he went into London and then Jack, mm. Ripper, Jack the Ripper found out about like the machine and he went and Jack the Ripper got into what? the future. It's an older movie. I gotta, I gotta figure oh, it out. I don't know um, that one. I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah. It's he, oh man. Um, let me see if I can figure it out. I think it was, it really bums me out that I didn't get to go. Oh, here that, we go. Uh, here, uh, it was called Time It was called Time After Time, 1979. H.G. Wells pursues Jack the Ripper to the 20th century when the serial murderer uses the future's the future writer's time machine to escape his time period. Wow. Yeah, it stars Malcolm McDowell. I love Malcolm McDowell. Mary Steenburgen. I love Mary Steenburgen. Yeah. She so, she died in Clayton Ravine. She did. Yeah. Clayton's Clayton Ravine. <laughs> Show, was sorry, Show Nash Wow, wow. <laughs> I that you know that. But no, Malcolm McDowell plays H.G. Wells. It's, it's on the other um, side of the town from uh, Lone Pine Mall. It also stars uh, David Warner in, uh, the titu- in the titular role of Jack the Ripper. I don't know who that is. Yeah, you did. He was in Tron. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was also uh, Professor Abraham Van Helsing in Penny Dreadful, season one. Uh... Before he was unceremoniously killed, um, you know, you would know him if yeah, know him. I I know I don't remember him in Penny Dreadful, but that's just because it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, but you re- you remember from Tron? You would know yeah, him if you saw him. I definitely remember uh, him from Tron. You need to watch that movie because that's that's like a your kind of movie. It I mean, looks awesome. Yeah, I just I remember that as a kid, just watch watching it one time and remembering what had happened. Like he goes, I think it's in San Francisco. He comes back to San Francisco, I want to say, and so the it's all like the the people in the future don't know what to do about it because they're not used to someone killing like with his ferocity. It's like a murder that murder death kill. Yeah, it's like a murder. De- it's like a you know early an early day uh, demolition man. So there you go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but 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 opposite or not? I don't know. I'm confused now. But yeah, go see Time After Time. It was given a 7.2 rating on IMDb. Mm. Probably not available on Netflix. Maybe you can order the DVD, though, on Netflix. I am 
uh, logging into Netflix as we speak. There you go. That's funny. I can't believe you haven't seen that. That's totally your kind of movie. It is my kind of movie. Yeah. Come on, sign in to stupid Netflix. As it were, I do also enjoy, I enjoy lots of movies about time travel, uh, including The Time Machine with my friend Guy Pierce, uh, which actually isn't a terrible movie, although some people think probably I've think it is. That. Yeah, it's more recent. It came out like seven or eight years ago, maybe. I don't know. Um, the Time Machine, Guy Pierce, 2002, so mm. 12 years ago. I'll have some more to say about time time travel movies here in a little while. Front of the what front of the show Orlando Jones is in that, <laughs> right? Isn't he in this? Yeah, Orlando Jones. There you go. Um, so yeah, there you go. Lots and Jeremy Irons. Lots of good. Lots of goodness. I, I wouldn't put it as high as Time After Time, but you know, it's it's a movie. And Time After Time is now at the top of my DVD queue. <laughs> I really want you to you tweet about how, what you think about it. I can't believe I found a movie. Like have this to that you haven't it. seen. I mean, that's your 1979. This is in your wheelhouse, man. It super is. It really is. Malcolm McDowell, Time Travel, Jack the Ripper. You'll like. You'll enjoy this. British actors. You're welcome. Oh man, you're a good. You're a good friend. Uh, so there you go. So from from hell to time after time. I'm glad uh, that that's going to be on FX because they probably won't screw it up. I don't know though. Did you ever? Did you watch The Strain? Because I I tried to. It looks weird. Like, I, it looks I like got, that's what it means to screw stuff up or, or just not, I guess, in my opinion, screw it up. It just looks too out there for me. I actually did get quite a ways into it. um, And then just, I was, it, it got to the point where it was like, every week I'm like, why am I watching this? Mm. And so I just quit. There you go. So, yeah, not great. Uh, You know what's not quitting? <laughs> what? People making Highlander movies. <laughs> So Why gonna, are we still making Highlander stuff? They're going to reboot the original Highlander. There can be only one or two, apparently. Um, there can two, apparently two be one after another, after another, after another. Uh, with none other than Tom Cruise in the titular role of not the Highlander, but the Highlander's, like, consigliere or, like, <laughs> mentor. He's a wartime consigliere. Um... <laughs> You're always at war. So is this a movie or a... No, I think it's going to be a movie. Okay. I think it's like they're redoing... The, they're making up the Highlander movie, and he's going to be the Sean Connery role. Okay. And they don't have a Highlander yet, because there's only one. Because <laughs> there's only one. Ugh. So, that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Uh, Better Call Saul? Better Call Saul. We have a premiere date. We do have a premiere And I, date. I, my wife and I actually saw... I love how... Why is the Highlander... Form. Why did I put Highlander in with the TV stuff? I just, uh, that might have been me. Okay. Um, <laughs> that might be my <laughs> like, fault. I just started talking about movies, and now back to Better Call Saul. That might be my fault. Okay. Um, so, uh, we actually saw a commercial for Better Saul, Better Call Saul uh, last night, I think. Look good? Yeah, because it was last night because I was watching um, Walking Dead. Mm. Uh, yeah, it looked really good. It looked like a really clever commercial. Um so, but we the the news is we have a premiere date for Better Call Saul. So set your uh, set your television machines for 10 p.m. AMC, February 8th of 2015. Wow. Okay. That's when you can watch Better Better Call Saul. 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Very late. It is. I don't know what day of the week that is. I don't know. Let's see. That uh, is a Sunday. Oh, it looks like that's probably going to be the Sunday after the Super Bowl. Mm. So, 
No excuses. Play like a champion. No excuses. I'll be at Kyle's. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. I hope not. <laughs> it sucks for you. Uh, speaking of, uh, you said mentioned The Walking Dead. So I'm, I did not watch this past week's episode. I actually watched Ooh. last week's episode today. Mm. So I'm one episode behind. Can I just say that Carol is such a badass? She is very badass. Yeah. And uh, I love the Carol centric episode. To the point where I'm kind of sad that I know, like, this next episode is probably going to have, like, very little Carol. There was very little Carol. I yeah. will say about this coming episode, just so that you're not disappointed, that um, they take an hour to do very little. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad episode. It's just, like, at the end of it, I was like, wait, not much happened. Well, you kind of figured that because you think what the, how much it costs them to... I mean, it's much easier when the scope of the show is like rural Atlanta and they mm-hmm. can pretty much shoot wherever. But, you know, it's got to take some special skills to get a chunk of the town recreated or or use certain parts of Atlanta and then mess it up and make it look abandoned for years. Right. You know, if they're making most if they're making mo- like most of the season in Atlanta and have to use the city how much of it's real versus CG versus stuff they placed and how expensive that is. They would drag that out. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, once I saw this last episode where like, Oh man, they're going, they're going hard, hard hot and heavy into Atlanta, into hot Atlanta. Uh, you know, we're going to be here a while because that's, uh, it's costing some money. They're not just doing that for like half an episode. Yeah. They're going to milk that for all it's worth. Yep. So, uh, so, but, but, but yeah. pretty good. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still liking Walking I'm, Dead. I'm not unhappy with this season so far. No, I'm not unhappy. I'm not like, it's not one of my two or three shows that I have to watch either that night or the day after, but mm-hmm. I'll watch it within the week. Yeah. Ish. Ish. I have to watch Arrow. I have, I have to watch to, Arrow. I have the to watch The Flash. Uh, so I have to watch The Arrow, I have to watch The Flash, and I have to watch Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I think those are the big three for me right now. And it's sad because Sons of Anarchy's only got, you know, two episodes left. Should should we tell our listeners what we're doing? We're gonna uh we're gonna live watch. Yeah, we are. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna have a final ride date. I'm uh, I'm on staycation that week. Yeah. And so the the last episode we are going to live watch uh over the interwebs. Yeah. And uh tweet it. There you go. It's it's gonna be epic. And super annoying for people that are following us. Because <laughs> no one watches Essence Anarchy except <laughs> me and the people I got to watch it. Mute for one hour. <laughs> <laughs> I don't let people know how to do that. No. But I, I use that quite a bit. I use it all people. the time. It's excellent. Especially when I'm way behind on tweets and then all of a sudden it just takes out like 30 tweets. Yeah. <laughs> Mute for uh, one day. That's great. Good enough. That's how I, that's how I uh, that's how I get to the top of my queue. That's right. Um, so uh, you want to move on to some movie stuff, and Let's then do we'll that. wrap this bad boy up. Let's do that. So uh, movie stuff. And first of all, did you see the info on the uh, new Redbox price increase? I did not. I heard some bad news from you on Redbox that you're not able to find. Official movie of the podcast, Barry Lyndon. <laughs> I am <laughs> not. And, and, and first of all, that is not the official movie of the podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. The official movie of the podcast is Summer School. Yes, thank uh, you. Sorry. Uh, 
Yeah, I could not find it. I checked multiple red boxes and it always seems that it's checked out. So <laughs> I don't know if we're just I'm getting sure that's there's what's a, going on. If there's a rush on the Linden uh, in this area, a lot but, of big Kubrick fans down there. <laughs> but it's always out. I, like, I feel like I just miss it. Like from the time <laughs> that I check it's there till I get there, it's not there. You know, it does say something when. Uh, myself, who I consider it one of my favorite movies of all time, and I always describe it as it's really boring. That does tell you something. <laughs> that really makes me want to find it, Nicholas. Yes. Makes me want to stop what I'm doing and search for the Linden. Do but it. I'm a man of my word, and I will watch it. Uh, and I have some some friends of the show, at least one friend of the show that said they will watch it with me. So um, they will keep me honest. It's good. And it's just it's very long. Yeah. I trust me. I, I am I'm a man of my word. I will keep my bed. I have, you know, unless it was put in the bed as the time frame of it. It may be a while to it's collected upon. No, uh, I don't exam- think it would be very fair for me to put a time frame on Barry Lyndon. Example, example, a um, super fun night, which Did you finish? Uh, is still on my DVR in, <laughs> in keep mode. And I have to watch the first season. I got frustrated because I think I watched two episodes. Because I got frustrated. Well, because it's terrible, and then it got picked up. I was really hoping oh, it was no. going to get canceled. <laughs> so I have an entire first season from last year on oh, the DVR, and it's still on there, bro, taking up precious DVR DV, uh, hard drive space. The, there's and one I will way watch to take it. care of that. I will watch it, yeah. <laughs> I have to watch it. It's, I, it's my promise to you. So what you're saying is there is a Redbox price increase. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. So... Uh, effective, I believe they announced in 2015, uh-huh. uh, the cost of DVDs, right? Uh, da, 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 da. I think it's, oh yeah, starting in January. Um, the cost of DVDs will go up by 30 cents to $1.50. Blu-rays will set you back another 50 cents at $2. And game rentals will go up a full dollar to $3. Still not bad. Most of the price changes will take effect actually on December 2nd. Wow. But the game price hike won't happen until January. Is that like per night? Yes, per night. Oh, okay. So 30 cents per night. So uh, if you get a DVD and you want it two nights, that's three bucks. Yes, but you should never do that. You should just get it for one night and somehow have it fall onto your hard drive and take it back the next day. Oops, this fell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this so fell and all the bits jumped onto my computer. So just an FYI, so December 2nd, it looks like, is the date, which is next Tuesday, the day of the final ride. Ooh. So uh, if you want to rent stuff uh, for 30 cents less, then uh, get down on it. Uh, okay, so moving on to something exciting coming up this weekend. If I'm you are super in, excited. Uh, if you are in the right location to partake, is an 88-second Star Wars trailer coming to to select theaters? I think I this saw weekend from uh, I have a list friend of the show Chris from Glen Allen that the closest place around here is like Tyson's Corner or something. Yep. So the list, which includes some AMC theaters, Cinemark, and Regal. Uh, there's locations Arizona, obviously a bunch of California, a couple Canada, Colorado, DC, AMC, Tyson's Corner 16 looks like the closest here. Um, Georgia, Massachusetts, Michigan, Missouri, New York, a couple of New York, Philadelphia, Nashville, Knoxville, Dallas, Austin, Austin City Limits. Hey, I'll go to Austin. Uh, Salt Lake City, uh, Seattle, Regal, 
Milwaukee. Yeah, so looks like the uh, the DC Washington AMC Tyson's Corner for all you people in the the DMV area is going to be your. That's exactly what I want to do on Black Friday: is drive to Tyson's Corner for eighty eight seconds. For eighty eight seconds of a movie that I'm going to go see when it comes out next year. There you go. Yeah. Uh, How so yeah. do you think that after they put it on the screens that they'll release it on their YouTube channel or something? I don't know. I mean, because there's no way in hell I'm driving maybe, to a theater to watch this. I think maybe they'll release it maybe like next, next week or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll get released after this weekend's theater, uh, weekend's movies. Maybe. Okay. And then we need to. We got the uh, Jurassic Park trailer coming too, don't we? Yes. And did you see they had a clip of it that was teased out? It was like six yeah. seconds long. Uh, it, was, it was enough for me. It was a teaser for the trailer. <laughs> yeah, it was excellent. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> every it one-tenth awesome. of a minute of it. I, I don't care. Chris Pratt can do no wrong. Okay, that's move, true. Move over Shia LaBeouf. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Shia, Shia went crazy. He did you go know, crazy. He, he went loco, man. He did go very loco. He went loco. I don't. I can't do with the loco, man. I can't handle drama. It's too much drama in the LBC. That's right. Um, so, oh, uh, now that we're on movie stuff, yep. I wanted to bring up that they've cast the title role for the new X Men movie. Okay. Now I know you haven't. You, I don't think you've seen Days of Future's Past yet, have you? I have not seen that yet. Yeah, you need to see that. Uh, it's actually available only for ten dollars on Amazon right now. The Blu-ray is ten dollars on Amazon. So is uh, Avengers right now. Or I could just wait and watch it on Netflix. Uh, I don't know that it'll ever be available on Netflix. Will it be it's, on? It'll probably be on HBO though, right? Yeah, because First Class is available on HBO. I yeah. think. So I'll just watch on HBO. Yeah. So um, Oscar Isaac, which is who is relevant for our previous discussion, because he is cast in Star Wars: The Fo- Force Awakens. That's what it's called, is right? He? He's cast in Star Wars The Force Awakens, and now he is cast as Apocalypse, which is pretty guy. much like the the Thanos of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, he's the, he's apparently like the first mutant. He's, okay. he's crazy. He's a crazy, badass mofo. He played uh, Prince John in the, um, in the Robin Ra- Hood remake. Robin Hood Prince of Thieves? No, in the, um. Robin Hood Men in Tights? No, in Robin the, Hood the Disney movie, in the Russell Crowe Robin Hood. Mm. I just named three the, Robin Hood movies I'd rather see than that one. Well, uh, you just named three Robin Hood movies that people actually saw, and they did not see the other one. Did you know that people? I was I don't know. I was looking at some site that was talking about that was, was dry. Dis, Disney movies or some other kind of movies, but that people were like panning the Robin Hood Disney movie. What? Said it was, said I love it that movie. Said it wasn't good. Well, they're wrong. <laughs> what is wrong with these people? I don't know. It's that bad. movie is a classic. It is a classic. Um, so Oscar Isaac, he's X Men Apocalypse, and he is uh, in Star Wars. He's from Guatemala. There you go. Uh, also from Tatooine. <laughs> by way of Guatemala, by way of Tatooine. I have a Tatooine desktop wallpaper right now. Wow. So um, okay. Oh, so speaking of speaking of Thanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's been an exciting time in uh, the mm. fish in the fish household. I've I believe I've watched Guardians of the Galaxy three times, and it just keeps getting better every time I see it. Mm. Are you upset? You don't mm-hmm. watch any? You haven't mm-hmm. watched it yet? I watched a bit of it. Oh, okay. Um, would you like Guardians me of the to... Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy is out on iTunes? Would you like me to tell you of my Guardians of the Galaxy ordeal? 
Yeah, so what, just real quick, I'll set the stage. Set the stage. Uh, Tuesday, November the 18th. It was a day like any other. It was the day when Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be released early on digital HD. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avi's is not going to be released on Blu-ray or DVD for another month. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can get it on the Apple TV. You got a lovely notification at 12.01 saying, hey, your movie is available for download. Hey, me too. I got one of those. Awesome. And then I got up in the morning and it was already there in my Apple TV. And it was like it was just like Christmas, except I didn't have to open the present. It was already there. The present was there and available, and all I had to do was hit play. My my, you had this. You had a similar experience, mm, right? Uh, the the first part was similar. Okay. Uh, the the downloading part was slightly different in that it didn't. Oh yeah. So bum, I bum, I got up that morning and I thought I had automatic downloads on, but it doesn't matter if it did or not. It didn't download. So I went <laughs> into um. For the purpose of this discussion, that that was crap. Yeah, for the purposes of this discussion, it doesn't matter if I had it set, because it didn't. Um, So, uh, I went into my iTunes account on the iTunes and looked up purchased items, and there it was. Oh, sweet. Okay, so I hit it, and it started downloading. It gets to the end of the download, you know, three seconds left. Two, one. Yes, yes. Zero seconds, it's here. Yes. What? What? Error? What is this? Error cannot be completed. You don't have this now. I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Tried it again. Same thing. I literally tried it three times. I downloaded this four gigabyte file three times in the morning. And every time I downloaded it, it was error. Sorry. Can't have it. So it turns out uh, there's something jacked up with the file. And I don't know why it affected some people and not others. I still have not gotten an answer about this. But uh, it would download the file into my downloads folder inside iTunes. So I had filled that up with 12 gigs of movie, but it wasn't importing into iTunes and it wasn't showing up on my uh, iCloud where, you know, you can download movies to any of your devices. Wasn't showing up there, even though it was in my purchase stuff. So like long story short, I finally did get it to download eventually but I still couldn't get any of the extra stuff because Ooh. it wouldn't recognize as that I had purchased it. Even the though extra, the extra stuff is really good, man. Yeah, I haven't seen any of it. <laughs> None of it. Because I click on extras and it says, you need to sign into iTunes. And I put in my password and it goes, you mm. need to sign into iTunes. Yeah. So I put in my password and I click and it says, you need to sign into iTunes. And that's when I throw my computer out the window. Yeah, you can't avoid the man. So you can't, I, you can't go around it. You must purchase it like a like a true person. Yeah, yeah. Even though I did. Um, <laughs> so, so basically, the, thanks for the pro tip. The resolution of this was, I uh, sent a customer support request email to Apple, and apparently they've gotten they've had so much problem with this that when I finally did get a response this morning, it was here's your refund. And so they just gave me the money back, and I'm going to try to buy it again. <laughs> so, oh so, man, I'm so sorry. That, uh, that's was, weird. That why would it happen? I don't know. It's so bizarre because people. like some people, it just worked perfectly. I don't know if it was like yeah. part of their distribution center, like something was wacky. I yeah. don't honestly don't know, I mean, but it was something that they couldn't fix. That's so, so crazy. I'm going to try to buy it again when that refund comes through and huh. maybe I'll try to buy it like on a different device or something. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, but, I've watched it a couple times. I've got it on my iPad. I'm probably going to download it on the mm, iPhone. I watched mm. the extra extras are excellent. I'm super happy for you. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, it's just a, it's a great movie, and I'm sorry you're having so many problems with it. Well, it I mean, it'll work itself out. Like, yeah, I, I'm I'm sure I could have gotten much more angry about it since I did pay them money for it. But I was just like, whatever, they, they'll fix it. At least they gave so, your money back. Yeah, they gave me the money back. So it wasn't worth getting upset over. No, it's all good, man. It'll be there. So. uh, So, yeah, I, I've seen like half of it and uh, none of the extras. Sorry, right, man. It's, it'll be there. Yeah. It'll, it'll it'll work itself out. It'll be there waiting for you, and yeah. you'll appreciate it that much more. But on on a brighter note, it is available. You can go buy it, and you have some more Chris Pratt news. Yeah, so it sounds like Chris Pratt is set to star in Universal's film adaptation of the graphic novel Cowboy Ninja Viking. I have never heard of this. So apparently, he's going to play Duncan, the titular hero of this 2009 graphic novel, whose multiple personality disorder has been optimized to make him three different assassins in one, hence the name. Hmm. So uh, he, he says here he's one of many other so-called triplets, like Sniper Archer Clothing Designer and Applebee's Waiter Army Sergeant Frontiersman. I win is that for Chris for Halloween one year. <laughs> I really want to be Sniper Archer Clothing Designer. That, that sounds like you. And you, you'll be Applebee's uh, waiter, Army Sergeant Frontiersman? Yep. Wow. Yep. Our, uh, Hall- our Halloween 2015 is done. That's so weird. I've never heard of this before. Yeah, I haven't either. Again, it's a very, fairly recent graphic novel. <laughs> um, so we uh, shall see. I don't know if he's playing all three versions of him or just one of them. Uh, I don't know how they're doing that, but... Uh, we shall see. Yeah. I mean, good for him. I think it's good great. On him. There you go. If he's in it, I'll go see it. So. There you go. Uh, he's, he wasn't in Interstellar, and you, you still went to go see that. I was. I did go see that, and he was not in it. Uh, but McConaughey was in it. Ma- McConaughey was in it. And he was beautiful. He was beautiful in it because he didn't age. He did not age. An- Anne Hathaway was in it. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon. Fat Matt Damon was in it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, fat, fat Matt. Fat Damon was in it. Yeah. And um friend of the show Jessica Chastain was in it. Everyone was in it. Casey Affleck. Yeah. Michael and, Caine. Uh, friend of the show John Lithgow. Yes, John Lithgow. So he's uh, is he? He's a friend of the show? He's a okay. he's a friend of mine. I mean, he's I'll let you he's like your you know, I'll let you I love John Lithgow. He's he's your honorable mention. His honorable mention. We um, we we both get one. Yeah. Um so it sucks. That sucks you used yours on John Lithgow, but whatever. <laughs> hey, uh, hey. <laughs> So what what did you think of Interstellar? Um, so I went to see it uh, okay. on Thursday in high frame rate or IMAX. In IMAX, definitely not. High <laughs> <frame>. <laughs> no, this is not a Peter Jackson joint. And um, actually, in high, if you went to see it in high frame rate, you would have um, you actually go back in time if you well, for, in for every three hours of the movie. It's actually thirty years outside of the theater. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I, I actually stopped working. Um, you know, you know, just to, just a couple of years ago. So, um, I'm, I'm actually getting social security and, uh, you sound you know, great. I mean, we could record tomorrow at like 7am if you want. Cause I get up really early Since now. you're retired and you go, <laughs> <laughs> you go get brunch, <laughs> you go to walk at the I mall. Get a, I get a, th- I get a 30 cent coffee at, uh, 
yep. McDonald's. And then you then you go walk the mall. <laughs> um, so got to get my steps in. <laughs> <laughs> so my my thoughts about the movie as I came okay. out. Um, okay. it, this is not my overriding thought, but this is a thought that I had. It was so damn loud. Yes. It was insanely loud. Yes. Um, I can only imagine it was probably worse than IMAX. It was it was really, really loud. And because it was IMAX and because there was only like three of us in the theater, I didn't sit in the very back like I normally do. I sat like in the middle um, so that I could see everything really well. And of course, when you're in the middle, like all of the speakers are pointed right at you. And so it was like super, super loud. Um, mm. But. Uh, it was visually, it was amazing. It was yeah, absolutely amazing it. visually. I liked it as well. Very engaging story. Um, we'll talk about the plot here in a second, but uh, the story, watching it the first time and and not thinking about, you know, uh, the intricacies of things, just watching it as a story, it was very engaging. And it was for me one of those films where you're watching it and you forget you're watching a movie. Uh, and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah. I thought it was, again, for all those reasons I think I talked about on the last uh, show. You know, I like the story. I like the casting. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the issues I had with it were solely, you know, Christopher Nolan issues of, of plot holes and, you know, things that just didn't add up in terms of uh, some of the paradoxes between could this really have happened given that how did they know that, you know, that these people saved them and, you know, I don't know. I mean, we can. I don't know how much you want to get into the the actual plot and spoilery stuff, but I mean, we can go as far down the rabbit hole you want, or as little. Um, before we do or do not go down that hole, it made me think when reading the the. You sent me a couple of articles, and I should probably yes. put them in the show notes, but I don't know where they are. Um, they're on your uh, DM feed. They're in my DMs. Um, so after reading those articles, it started making me think. You know. Because the they they for the most part they're very good points about plot holes and and paradoxes and things that just don't make sense when you look at them on uh, close inspection. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of made me think, you know, Nolan has had Batman movies and Inception and 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 all these great successes. I wonder if it was you know he goes to the you know the movie people, the production people and says, okay, next one's going to be about space and time travel. And they're just like, whatever, do it, man. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's a lot less, you know, uh, does it make sense? You know? And he's just kind of got a blank check now, which is, it's fine. I mean, like he made a good movie, but when you think about it a little bit deeper, kind of, there are parts where you're just like, wait, wait, what? That doesn't make sense. And I wonder if there's less of a check on what he's doing now. So I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I think if that's his, if going into it, that's what he wants to do. And if his thing is, Hey, I'm going to make this movie and it's going to have holes in it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess if that's what he wants to do, I guess, I mean, whatever, who's to tell him he can't do that. But I don't, I don't know it. Like, I don't know that it necessarily made me like the movie less while I was watching it, but I guess after, on thinking about it in the weeks after, it just was like, yeah, like that didn't really make sense or that didn't really add up. And I don't know if that's, I mean, 
you know, that's, I don't, I guess I would not consider that a success because I paid my money and while I was there, I enjoyed the movie. So that's what I wanted. Right. right? So I guess it's after the fact that I was starting to think about things and wow, what, you know, did I really enjoy that movie? I mean, now that I know what I know now after, you know, listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about it and yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I definitely see your point. My, my thing, like, like you said, like I, my thought was, well, I went in there, I paid, you know, a, a stupid amount of money cause I went to IMAX, but I went in there and I paid my money. And when I came out of there, my thought wasn't, wait a second. He showed up, they, the, they rescued him right before his air ran out or, and, you know, just all this stuff. You know, I wasn't thinking about that. My thought was, damn, that was a pretty movie right. and man, I enjoyed that. Okay, so can you put a spoiler alert in right now? Yes. For probably like the next two to three minutes, because I'm going to hit some high-level stuff that yeah. I want to get your perspective on. So, Okay, so you mentioned the one thing that he was like right out in space, and they did explain it in the article that he, you know, because of the shift in the gravity and the time changes that he was actually in space for like 50 years, but to him, you know, to, it was. It seemed like fifty years to the people that were rescuing him, but to him, it was only a couple of seconds because mm-hmm. he came right out from the middle of the singularity. Apparently, yeah. And how cra- did the tesseract get in there? So this is what I'm saying <laughs> I, is that I thought the tesseract was in the, in the Marvel universe. Well, that's that's what they're the tesseract is what they're calling that this thing that was constructed. Apparently, what they're saying by themselves mm-hmm. in the future, but how can they put that back? You know, what I'm saying like, how can they construct something? That saves no, you know, constructs something that's going to save them in the past if it wasn't there in the beginning. That's like the yes. paradox component I was having issues with. Um, so how is it that that's constructed? Because yeah. they know that Cooper and Murph are going to save everyone. Well, how do they save everyone if it's not? You know, it's like this infinite loop. If he's using that to save mankind, then it can't have been put there by a saved mankind, right? Um. The other issue, one of the other issues I have is that, and this was something I did like notice while I was watching it, that I was like, really? Is that you spend this whole movie with them apart and their whole, I mean, and that was one thing, the gripping yeah, emotional. I know what you're getting ready to say, and the, I did have a problem with this. The yeah. gripping emotional component of this movie between father and daughter and them, you know, across space and time through the whole movie, in effect, uh, that... They finally meet up at the end of the movie. It's been a hundred years almost mm-hmm. since they were together. And he's there for like two minutes and she's like, see ya. I'm going to, I don't want to see me die. Have you seen me die? Go have sex with the other <laughs> or pretty much in effect. Go have sex. Go with drink a beer and have sex with Anne Hathaway. <laughs> yeah. Like, does that seem odd to anyone other than me? No, I, I did think that was really weird. It was like, why, why put that in there? Why not just like have him be there and she dies and then he goes and does his thing? Okay, I didn't see any point in in her making him leave. So here's my final uh, question, and this is I want you to put another spoiler alert here just in case because this is a big one. Riddle me this, Nicholas. Okay, I will riddle you this, that. Okay, so McConaughey. Gets out, what do they call it, uh, ejects from the ship to let her go onto the planet to try to make sure she makes it there, right? And he yes. Ejects into the black hole or whatever it is. Yes. Uh, is he, does he die? Is that, 
Have you did you read anything about this? Where I didn't go on to read any of the the he so, died. Uh, so here, so here's the theory: is that all that other stuff that happened, him in in the dimension, him trying to communicate with his daughter to save them, him getting rescued and onto the ship and everything, is just is his last moments of life. And what they talked about when he was on the planet with man about how his, and in your last moments, what what do you look at? Your what do you look for? Your children mm-hmm. and your memories. And they they referenced that. I mean, that was a good piece of dialogue when they were on that planet with uh, with Fat Damon. <laughs> and they uh, and the, the thing that was interesting about it was that do you remember when he first wakes up? on this spaceship or whatever that, you know, that is, that saved him. That's going to this, uh, this planet. Mm-hmm. And there, he looks out the window and what are they doing? They're playing baseball. Right. And that was that scene. And from the beginning of the movie, he talks about how his daughter loves baseball and he goes to see baseball with yeah, her. He went to see the world famous Yankees. Right. So, um, I just thought it was interesting that, you know, that they were talking about how that's a, you know, it's part of his memories that are coming back and that, it's all those things were just his, it was him dying. And it was his last memories of his life, of his daughter, of everything he wanted to see before he died. And then he just dies in that black hole or whatever. Um, she goes on to the planet and does whatever. But, uh, I mean, it, yeah. it fixes the paradox. Mm. Yeah, sure does. So I don't know. That's, and that, again, that's Nolan again, leaving it up to your interpretation. But I thought that was an interesting I mean, it's not I would like to think that he's saved and that it's really cool that he finally got back with his daughter and, you know, they named the ship after her. And I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. But uh, it did. It was kind of weird. Like he goes into the room with all the family and then everyone's like no one really gives a fuck about him. Like, yeah, no, one's, no one says Although, hi. Or, if you if you if your theory is he's dead and none of that's really happening he went in there and, and started talking to her. You never see anybody else again in the room. Right. So that was kind of weird. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, that, I mean, that's you know, getting really in deep into the movie. Sh- suffice to say, I still like the movie. I did really like it. Um, they did steal a little bit from uh, Event Horizon. Yeah, they ever, did. Ever Which, saw the, the classic Event Horizon with Sam Neill and I Lawrence Fishburne? I love that movie. It's great. I love it's Event really, Horizon. It's a really messed up movie. It is truly screwed up in the head, and I love it. For some reason, I always liked it, too. I don't know why, but I always liked that movie. I saw but, The uh, first time I saw it was like on HBO at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Yes, morning. yes, <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, my God, this changes everything. It's so messed up. It is but super it's messed like a, up. Yeah, it's it's like a sci-fi Hellraiser. It's like it's it really like, is. It's weird. So, but anyway, that they steal their their explanation of the 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 space time uh, paper folding mm-hmm. pencil through the thing, whatever. Anyway, um, but uh, but yeah, I, I, not a bad movie. No, I thought if you're if you're rating it on, did you were you entertained? Did you enjoy it? Did it did you suspend belief for three hours? Yes, yeah. I did. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Well, then good. Then that's it. Did you have the same? You talked about how it was so loud. Did you have some of those same like hard to hear dialogue issues? Um, I could generally make it out, but I could definitely hear what you were talking about. With it would get loud, and it would be like, okay, it, I really need to watch their lips mm-hmm. because I can kind of make out what they're saying, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. 
So, I mean, it didn't drown out completely what they were saying, but I could definitely hear what you were talking about with like, he's, he's trying to talk to Anne Hathaway and it's so damn loud in there that I'm like, uh, I need to pay really close attention to what they're saying. Right. So, uh, well, you know, if you bought the unlimited ticket, you could just see it over and over and over and over again. And you would definitely know what they were saying. I did not buy an unlimited ticket. So AMC has an opportunity to buy an interstellar unlimited ticket for between 1999 and 3499, I guess, Uh depending on the kind of theater, probably IMAX versus regular. Uh, and if you'd already purchased it through AMC, then you could get an upgrade for 1499 or something. Um, can be used at any AMC location and, uh, there you go. So you can go back and see it, uh, over and over and over and over again. They should do that for the new Star Wars movie. They should. For, and, and for the Star Wars trailer. So yes. you can see the 88 seconds over and so over So you can again. see the 88 seconds over and over. You've seen it enough, you've basically seen the whole movie. Wow. There you go. So that's it. That's Ooh. the show. That's the show. Oh, you want to throw a couple of super fast picks? Sure. I would love to throw and a couple then we'll, of super And then we'll close this bad boy down. Boom. So my picks are, I actually have 24 picks. 24 if, picks. We don't have that, time for that. If that's okay. Yeah. Um, I think some of them are ones that you've, you've previously picked. But uh, so I wanted to, to announce on here, if you guys hadn't seen it, something that I saw today, that Apple has announced a partnership with uh, a bunch of different app developers for the fight against AIDS. Mm-hmm. Uh, from, t- from today through December 7th, uh, 100% of the purchase price of 24 different apps will support the product Red Global Fund. So that's pretty good. I mean, not like proceeds or profit, 100% of the purchase price. 100%. So I'm going to read you the the 24 games really quick. Okay. Uh, Angry Birds. Mm -hmm. Bubble Witch Saga 2. Oh, that's good. Really? I have no idea. Never heard of it. Clash of Clans. My wife plays the crap out of some Clash of Clans. (laughs) Clear. Clear. It's a a Tasks app. Uh, CSR Racing. Okay. Cut the Rope 2. Okay. Despicable Me Minion Rush. That's a good game. That's a yeah? good game. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. Uh, DJ2 mm-hmm. for, for iPhone. Okay. Uh, Farmville 2 Country Escape. Oh, boy. FIFA 15 Ultimate Team. Oh, boy. Frozen Freefall by Disney. I'm so, Believe it or not, we don't own that. Interesting. I guess she just doesn't know she it doesn't, I haven't told her. I need to tweet her about it. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Garage Band by Apple. Oh, Okay. Heads up by Warner Brothers. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the Kim Kardashian Hollywood glazed donut game. Ooh, no, boy. I added the, I added the glazed donut part. Oh, that's not in the name. I thought that uh, was in the name. Kitchen stories recipe. Kitchen stores recipes okay. by A J N S. Uh, Monument Valley. Speaking of Monument Valley, that is an Earcon Pod recommended recommendation. Earcon Pod recommended the 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 edition the red edition for Monument Valley is called uh, Ida's Red Dream. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have, a spe- they have a special edition. It's a oh, special right. new chapter Excellent. called Ida's Red Dream, and I played it tonight, and it's really good, and it's super worth a dollar, especially since that dollar is going towards AIDS research. Very cool. So. Excellent. So you've already uh, gone to it. Yep. Um, so let's see. Continuing, Over by Over. I don't know that one. Don't know either. Puzzles and Dragons. Uh, Rayman Fiesta Run, I heard is a very good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Walk 2, Guide to the Sky Day and Night. Mm-hmm. That's a good app. Uh, the Human Body. Uh, the Sims Free Play. Don't know. I mean, I know that one, but I don't have it. 
Threes. Ooh, good game. Yeah? Yeah, good game. And and Tokatown by Tokoboka. I don't know what that is. Neither do I. So so a few good apps on there. Um so if you were on the fence about it, then uh get off the fence. Get off the fence and uh get on the wagon. <laughs> the the AIDS research wagon. Get back on the wagon. Wow. <laughs> so there's there's my pick, is twenty four picks, you know, if of those 24, I'm sure you can find one. So you don't that... have to do picks for the next 23 episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I like to plan ahead. <laughs> that was very smart. I'm a planner. I'm going to pick the entire app store. Okay. Uh, so I don't have to do a, a pick for the next million episodes. No. Um, uh, do you? Well, that's, you... well, you know, to be fair, they, those were my picks in the 30 years that you were gone, and I just was like letting them sit there. I got gotcha. you. And I now gotcha. I'm kind of, now I'm playing catch up because I had no one to tell them to for 30 years because I was just talking to myself. Yeah, so, exactly. There you go. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad a, you filled a, me in a, on them. I had to pick a year. You filled me in on them after I got back. <laughs> so you're like, like, wait a minute, what? What is this? What is this app? I don't know. But I can't apps. even download anymore because it was like. 25 was, iPhones ago? <laughs> was, that was the <laughs> iPhone 6. We're on the iPhone 30 now. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, so my pick, you'll okay. like you'll like this. It is uh, it is a beer app, and it is free. Oh, okay. Yes. Two things I like. Two things that you like. It's called Next Glass. It's available for um, iOS and Android. Okay. And uh, we were talking about beer apps before, and you had asked me uh, if they, like, can recommend beers for you or if they can tell you if you'll like a beer, this one does that. So you go in, you start it up and it asks you, uh, it works for beer and wine actually. Uh, but I haven't used the wine side, so I can't comment on that, but it asks you a bunch of beers, whether you like them or not, and you rate them, uh, one star to four stars. And then, uh, the next time you're opening a beer, you scan the label of it with your phone in this app. And it will give you a score from one to a hundred and tell you what they think, how much you think they think you'll like it. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. And the the purpose of it is uh, if you're in the store and you can't decide what kind of beer you want or what bottle of wine you want, you scan it and it'll tell you whether they think you'll like it or not. That's pretty so, darn cool. So they uh, like if it's free, do they have ads or something like how are they supporting this? I don't know how they're supporting it. Mm. I honestly don't. I don't know if they're because the the underlying thing in this is they actually like use chemistry to test mm-hmm. like the beers and wines and they have this database of beers and wines that they've tested and um so they're actually like doing like actual chemical analysis of these things. So I don't know how they're affording to do that. I I just I have no idea. But So how how much of a like a base of data analysis do you have to have in that system for them to accurately be able to identify like what you would like? Like, I mean, see what I'm saying? Like, how yeah. do you, how much do you have to already have in their system for them to be able to well, have a, the yeah. minimum threshold to be able to say, hey, this is a 94 versus a 62? When you start up, they will ask you a bunch. Oh, uh, okay. Like. Like primer, que- like primer questions. Right. And you can like if it's one you never had before, you can just skip it. But then, like, you rate a bunch. And so, I don't know, I had maybe, like, six or eight that I had tried, and so I rated those. And then you can go into the Explore tab, and you can just go through beers and just pick a bunch randomly out of their database. And if you see one you've had before, you can just click on it and rate it. And so I've probably got 30 or 40 beers in there 
that I haven't had since I got the app, but I've they have them in the app, so I rated them because it's really fast to do that. And then, like, I, you know, scan a bottle and it'll say, hey, that's an 88. You'll like it. Drink it. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, phone, I'll drink this beer. So, I mean, it's it's pretty neat. The, the one drawback is the because they're actually sampling these beers and wines uh, for chemical analysis, the library is not as extensive as, say, you know, another beer app that could just, like, download a, you know, big table of beer info so they they don't have as big a library but what they do have you know they've they got good recommendations on and there there is a thing in the app where you can um you're basically emailing them uh a recommendation to try out a uh, to do an analysis on a beer so but it's all based on like chemistry and like how your tastes work and stuff it's pretty neat and it's free so you're not anything to try it. Cool. Yeah. I'm downloading it right now. Yeah, it's pretty neat. That Good recommendations. It uses the chemistry of taste and machine learning to make recommendations. Wow. Cool. I'm so, excited. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty neat. And I looked at, I was just watching some of the video on here while you were talking. Um, and uh, it's just kind of cool that it, like, you scan the, the actual picture, like you said, and then it, like, pulls, pulls up a number, like, right on there. It mm-hmm. gives you, like, a rating. Yeah. Like, hey. You know, this shit Ecodemani is 94 for you because you have no taste buds. Yes. Yes. So there you go. Uh, Excellent show, my friend. I have enjoyed this show thoroughly. Man. So covered a lot. Covered the spectrum. We really did. I mean, it had been so long since we recorded. So Because we're professionals. We are. And uh, it's going to sound professional in your ear holes, right? From now on. You better. We we, We got it all worked out. Yeah, Sound, we, we, last episode sounded beautiful. We've got uh, audio issues worked out. We've got networking mm-hmm. issues worked out. It's yeah. it's a beautiful thing. We're we're men at work. <laughs> yes, we are. Golf clap. <laughs> <laughs> For my fellow trash man, Nicholas. This is Brandon Libmas. Mm-hmm.